Cheers, guys. This episode of BAOS Podcast is brought to you by the awesome folks at Tavor. Now, Tavor is a way to select delicious craft beers you can't find in your local area and have them delivered right to your door. Now, it's not a beer of the month club where someone chooses beer for you and you end up with a bunch of mediocre lagers you have to give away to your grandpa. Tavor only works with over 600 independent breweries all across the US, so you know you're getting that fire. Signing up for Tavor is free. Just download the app for iOS or Android, create an account to see the available beers. Twice a day, you'll get a notification with a new limited release beer that you can buy. If you want the beer, you can buy it right then and add it to your crate. If you don't, you can wait for two new selections the next day. There's no obligation to purchase anything and shipping is only $14.90 no matter how many bottles or cans are in your crate. Now, if you guys download the app today and enter the promo code BAOS, you will get $10 in cold hard beer cash to use on the app after you spend $25. Again, it's free to sign up and there is no obligation to purchase. Download the app and enter the code BAOS to get $10. Now let's get on with the show. Are you a brewhead? I'm a brewhead. Are you a brewhead? I'm a brewhead. Y'all are brewheads? Yeah, we brewheads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C-Certified Brewhead, and welcome to episode 128 of Beer Another Shit Podcast. Today we're in glorious, is it Vigen or Vigens? Vigens, you actually pronounce the S. Although it was like French, like Vigen. Not quite. Uh, maybe, maybe maybe. I don't know. It kind of feels French. It could be, because no one's... It's definitely Portland French, but I mean, I'm not sure, though. Quite positive with pronunciations for Jens. Okay, so we're going to run with that. Um, Vermont, of course, with Ian at uh, Hired Hands, chef, owner, and brewer, mate. Thank you for hanging out. Cheers, man. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. This place is glorious. The three-part business, or soon to be three-part. Hopefully. So right now we're sitting in the, hopefully. Yeah, right. We've got a <laughs> good old uh, permits. Permits. Just waiting. Um, right now we are in the upstairs. This, so this is, I guess, would you consider it a brew pub or a restaurant? Um, that's a More? great question. Um, I think both. Bit of both, right? Yeah. I guess it's mostly your beer on tap here. Upstairs is all my beer. Downstairs is a blend. Okay. Um, all my food. So I guess, yeah. It feels like a brew pub, pub to me. Kind yeah. of feels a brew pub vibe. Um, and then downstairs, Bar Antidote, which is the original bar that you started with, which we'll get to in a sec. Yep. And then we just saw the uh, soon-to-be, I guess, brewery at the back there. A few months away from completion. Looking good, so this is great. Um, what are we drinking right now, man? What do you got? I have the new incarnation of the Addy Roots IPA, which is a uh, IPA source completely in Addison County. Okay. And that's um, the name of the region, Addison yep. County? Okay. Um, every ingredient minus yeast is coming from within 13 miles of here. Very cool. Um, singularly dry hopped with Alpha Aroma and Cascade and Cascade and Centennial throughout the boil. Nice. Did you say, what was the first hop? Alpha. Alpha Aroma. Alpa Aroma. I don't think I've heard that. Um, newer? It's a newer one coming from uh, Homestead Ops. Um, I believe it's similar to New Zealand. Nelson? Totally going to butcher this one. Raku? Oh, Raku. Oh, with the R. Yeah, Raku. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're good. Okay, sick. And what is this bad boy that I have? You have the Tractor Pilsner, which yeah. is... Um, Again, 100% Addison County. Love it. Pilsner malt, um, 3.8, super crushable. 3.8 is really good, but you got like this much flavor in a 3.8. Yeah. It's a great start. I didn't realize it was this light when, uh, 
it's before noon, so this is perfect. Exactly, yeah, it's all day right? drinker. Yeah, it's all day. It's a breakfast beer. Some <laughs> yeah. might call it. Um, so let's get started. With, uh, let's get started on how you got into beer, and maybe even I guess because you're also a chef, it's clearly those two timelines are pretty intertwined. I would assume. So what's the? How did that happen, man? Um, so now I started cooking. I think when I was like 14. Um, traveled up and down the eastern seaboard cooking, learning how to cook, um, because my graphic design career failed. Um, for the, for the better of the taste buds of Amontes. Yeah. For the better of myself and mental, <laughs> mental makeup too. Yeah. It's, it's um, intense clients. But I think about the third or fourth year of owning Antidote, we had a bartender, his name is Ian Burkett, who is a home brewer and he's like, dude, you want to make a beer? I was like, sure. So we grabbed some extract malt, grabbed some random stock pot in the kitchen and threw together a beer. And then we're like, it felt kind of like we were cheating using the extract like initially. So we grabbed a couple coolers and converted them into mash tons, chose the wrong coolers because we got the rectangular ones, didn't do any research and then made the lightest imperial stout ever. <laughs> was it good though? Uh, it was about four or two. It was another. <laughs> no. no, we got no, no yield. <laughs> but we still drank it. It was good. Um, learned from our mistakes and just kept going. Okay. And then, Were you a beer guy before then? Like, did you yeah, get it? Yeah. I love beer at that point. I mean, grew up in Vermont? Um, grew up in Vermont, learned how to cook outside of Vermont, came back. Um, did you discover? Seeing that was developing the local food scene movement for right. us. Um, yeah, the farm to table stuff. Yep. Uh, helped open up uh, Stone Mountain Lodge. Okay. And then yeah, when AIG folded, that's when we opened the antidote downstairs. And then right. three years later. This place? Uh, no. Oh, the three, uh, three years the later, we started homebrewing. And then that quickly became a massive obsession. Like, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, did you get into beer when you were, when you left and uh, were learning to cook? Or was it? Uh, learning to cook, no, my focus was solely on cooking right. at that you didn't point. really discover learning. beer in the true sense of like really like open. Probably like, yeah, eight years ago when we first okay. started on brewing is really when I that was discovered really when came in. how it all happened. Um, the process, I mean, the process is what really excited me, I guess, most as a right. cook. I mean, you got all these ingredients you can play with. I mean, there's endless amounts of malts. There's each hop does something different. Each yeast does something different. Yeah, that was Definitely. a that was the funnest epiphany. Is what the yeast does. It was like, oh yeah, god, so this crazy. Turn everything on its head. This is right? great. And then the adjuncts, not even to mention that, like you just chuck literally anything in there. Yeah, change the flavor up. Yep. Um, was did you when you discovered homebrewing? Then did that make you? want to sort of get out there and, and like try all the beers from you know whether it's local or otherwise absolutely that kind of inspired that side of yeah, it yeah so for every home brewing session that we'd be doing in the basement is basically it's pretty much it's our a drinking session right? at that point yeah so the week prior when we're going up to buy the yeast of my homebrew we would go hit up the bevy and be like okay <laughs> now we got to pick out eight to ten different beers that we want to have throughout the day Make sure they're not all double IPAs or Imperials because <laughs> you kind of, it makes yeah. the end <laughs> makes the end bad. You gotta like it makes the wives and girlfriend really pissed off at you at the yeah. end of the day. <laughs> not only do you have a huge mess, but you're wasted. <laughs> um, and you've no fun really cleaning up mess when you're wasted. No, definitely Ever. not. 
It's no fun when you're not. We're trying to cook dinner. Well, yeah. the cooking dinner part is not a problem. That's kind of good, right? Yeah. Yeah, but cleaning up uh, spent malt, not so much. No, not so much. Okay, sick. So then that, uh, so how long did it take you to sort of really start to sort of drill down the process and then decide to, like, hey, I think I want to do something with this brewing thing? So once we started, or about a year into brewing regularly, Ian had a family and started his time wasn't necessarily as available. Um, I was fully engulfed in it, like it wasn't letting it go. Right. Um, so we started looking at this space that we're in currently, which was a clock shop. Um, we'd always kind of looked at expanding the restaurant up here as for added seats. Right. But then we started looking at it as a brewery. Um, I was like, okay, we can do like small nano setup that we are doing now doing here but I was like well, we don't have any space right um, and that was when I started reaching out to Kevin at Hogback Brewing who allowed me to kind of gypsy brew in his space for in trade of tap lines right which is a very cool way to do business so I promised Kevin and be like hey one tap line for every line I get right. and then that worked Continued to work for about six months um, until I reached out to Bobcat Cafe and Brewery with a similar idea, mainly looking for a brew house, seeing if they want to sell theirs because they're in transition. And they said, no, but we'd happily have you come in and brew here. So, which is totally unique and awesome. Right. Um, and they're in like the next town down. And then the next town close. down, I drive through this town because I live the next town over. Right. So it's perfect. It's perfect. And then a year later, I doubled their capacity so that I could brew there more regularly as we're building out this space. Right. Because we needed a space for people to come if you're going to make beer. Of course. Um, and the antidote being the restaurant that it was, there wasn't really the space for them to do that. If we put a brewery in here directly, there'd be no space for people. True. So that's what the back area is. So that's what the new space will be. But at that time, the Boys and Girls Club was there. Um, I didn't know that they were moving as quickly as they did. So when we invested into the Bobcat facility, that Around was going to be our home for a while. Right. Um, but now we get a brand new space. All right. And you're still brew out of both though, right? Still brew out of both. Yep. Yeah. I guess you can always do the extra capacity, start to do some packaging and, and such. That'd be the long-term plan, yes. Okay. Have you packaged before? Uh, Aside from like growlers or whatever? Only minimal canning at a hogback. From there. Okay. Yep. Where did the name come from, by the way? Um, Hired Hand came from, well, I mean, I grew up on a farm. So there's always farmers that came and worked for us that were added help um, but since I didn't have my own space uh, I was kind of gypsy brewing around and didn't really envision myself as having my own set brewery on location that's where the name Hired Hand came from right. since it's a very agricultural area as well right okay that's dope um, so this particular place when did it open when did you open this as like the sort of tap room slash brew um, October 13th yeah, Friday, October 13th. I remember. Was that 2016? Okay, so you're like two and a half ish yep. years in. 
It's a wicked spot. This is like, as soon as we pulled up, I'm like, man, you got like right corner, street corner patio, super bright. Um, really good spot for it. I assume there's nothing else like this in this town too. Nope. No? Um, no, nothing like this in this town. I think the nearest will actually be Bristol and Middlebury have their right. own breweries. Middlebury has multiple breweries. It's actually Bristol being the only other place that has a brewery slash restaurant. Brew right. I haven't been down there. I don't know why. I keep hearing Middlebury has like a university or something. Is that right? Yep. Middlebury College. That's like the big, that's like fairly big or not as good as like... Um, uh, not the size of UVM. 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 Okay. Might be third or fourth largest institution in Vermont. Okay. I don't know why. It's like I haven't even. We're right here where we are is about thirty minutes, forty minutes south of Burlington. Mm-hmm. So it's not like too far at all. It's just funny, like how many places there are in Vermont, and like, say, coming from Montreal, of course, you're gonna go to Burlington, or if you're not familiar, yeah, you'd be kind of go if you're not sure where you're going. You go into the, the city, I guess. The city, because it's a town, whatever. City or town? Burlington City. Burlington City. Um, and then. Uh, Everywhere else is destination based. I find like you have to yeah. sort of be going to. Unless you go to a ski resort, yeah. Right. Yeah, Even then, I mean, like Stowe's still would be one of the other places. You might just kind of cruise through just to check stuff out or whatever. But for the most part, it's kind of destination based. So it's good that there are breweries pretty much in every every town here. It's yeah, it's really cool. Um, and it's throughout the entire state too, which is really wild. I mean, it's really throughout the entire state. There's uh, breweries. I'd be willing to bet that there's a brewery in every county. That's amazing. I heard it's uh, really cool. It's, a, it's literally super cool. Yeah. The most breweries per capita in the country, I believe. Because like um, six... if we got that away from Oregon, that'd be great. Oh, really? okay. So Oregon I, had I, that I one. Oregon's got a ton. Someone told. Right, Someone told me yesterday. It's maybe I got the term wrong. Maybe it's not per capita. Like, is it most breweries? Maybe. We should look that up. That's just crazy. There's like 600 and something thousand people here. When school is in session. Yeah, when school is in session. Oh, yeah? They would just leave for the winter? Um, I don't know. If, maybe it's 600,000 permanent residents, but I mean... Maybe it jumps up for the uh, yeah, it definitely jumps kids. up when the kids are in town. Amazing. I know okay. Burlington pretty much doubles when the kids are in town. And that's kind of... Is that now? I guess it's now, right? Uh-huh. I guess it's always sort of jumping there. Kind of like uh, everyone's cold weather people. It reminds me a lot of Quebec here. I feel like see, I always see like people maybe dressing like this when it's like minus thirteen Celsius type of thing. Like just walking outside, no scarf, no jacket. Oh, yeah, you're gonna see a bunch of kids walk around in shorts. So. It's crazy. I still can't get to that. Is that are you no. one of them? No, no. God, no. Some people just have it in their blood. It's amazing to me. Been in the kitchen most of my life. I like yeah. the heat. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I respect that. Speaking of the kitchen, good segue. Um, how did the the, the cooking side of it um, do you have a specific like correct me if I'm wrong I would assume that maybe you would specialize to a degree in something is that like a thing? Um, or is it like you know, no I've kind of not really traveled around just learning how to cook so, I mean I think we're all I mean I think like cooking and brewing are very similar yeah. from what I'm gathering anyway is that I mean, pretty much everything's been done we're all kind of reinventing our own little wheels that are going yeah. everywhere tweaks but that's, the wheel yeah, at best but it makes it fun because you can look back and see the past and what you can learn from how things were done before and how it relates to 
modern times. I mean, uh, I also feel like it's all circling back around from like its original roots back into modern society. Everything expanded out and I was contracting back in. I mean, where like I'm gathering these ingredients. Um, But even if I wasn't using um, stuff out of Dry Glad Addison County, I know upstate New York is definitely subsidize it to try to get the hop industry back in place and I know yeah. malting is definitely there's other people that are looking to build malt houses more close by as opposed to getting stuff from the UK or central Canada or wherever it's coming from right. and I know when I made both these beers the malt the Pilsner malt that I used for both these beers was done two days prior right so I mean this stuff's fresh that's insane yeah um, and when I made the double IPA in December, literally everything, like the hops had just come back from being processed, malt was done that week, like everything was like done then. Like, it was just doesn't really get fresher than that. No, it doesn't. No, no roof, no shipping, it's just, like you said, within 13 miles. Yeah. Chucking a car. Right there. I mean, they sent, um... People are using to pelletizer over in New York, so it's about an hour from them pelletize. But I mean, you're really looking at it's nothing. Yeah, it's not like on a on a truck or on a plane or no, this a ship. Come from like Washington. It didn't come from New Zealand. It didn't come from Australia. It, come from, it was like right here. Right. Which like, is, I don't know if many regions have that opportunity. And I feel it's kind of cool. I know the Germans definitely have it. The they do. That's true. Europeans. The mo- most overall, I said most regions don't have access to no. malting. Uh, I think that's the key. A lot of areas have hops now, I yep. noticed, but not everywhere. Like, I think you have to, correct me if I'm wrong, don't you need like real special circumstances for, excuse me, for malting? Like, yeah. more so than anything else, probably because of the volume of the space you need. And I think um, Andrew, Andrew kind of nailed it. It was like he went to a lot of local farmers around here. It's like the grain that he's using here is all Vermont grown, too. Right. So also, not, that he doesn't grow the malt, he's the malter, he's but then there's all Vermont grown yep. grain on top of that. Yep. So there's multiple process. Okay. Did, he, did anybody who is a malter grow the grain too? Or is that not really? Like he will be of, doing that with his new uh, farm that he purchased. That's what you were talking yep. about. With that. So he's got a couple acres, hundred acres. He'll be sick. I think it's kind of nuts for doing that, but I mean. <laughs> hey, man. God bless him. Got to applaud the right? boldness, right? Okay, that's nuts. So then, uh, something you said before I enjoyed, you say was, uh, beer is a giant fermented soup. Yep. Which is facts. I think it's wild because all your ingredients are going in. You got your, I mean, your work, which would be your stock, so to speak. And then everything else you do to it after is just a different ingredient. Right. Just makes it spices. Spices, herbs, aging, anything that you're doing. I mean, it's... You got your base liquid. I mean, soup is good for the soul. That's right. Beers too. Damn right. Do you, the way you make your beer, like how much of that is inspired by your cooking style or sort of uh, your approach, like the way that you approach food? Is it similar? I'd say it's, yeah, it's all the same. Yeah. And really, you're looking for ingredients and things that you can stand behind or that you like or you think is, people find enjoyable. Right. Um, and then you kind of make it 
an expression of yourself. You're trying to make something that people are really going to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know that when I'm cooking and we're busy as hell, I mean, the, one of the greatest things is like, okay, you just crush an entire night. Right. No food came back. Times are great. People are happy. It's, it's just a great vibe. It's right. such a great rush. And I think with beer you don't get the immediate gratification no you definitely don't but in the end once you've made the beer the carbonation's good and once you pass it across the bar and if you get that same gratification from the person like oh, they're smiling happy they're like you know, enjoying it that's when you get that it's, right. it's just a blast so you're getting a double hit of that yeah which is very cool. That's very cool. Are you um, actually cooking? Like if on your, on your day-to-day, is that what you are uh, doing? week, um, yeah. actually cooking. Um, trying to limit that. So if there's any chefs out there, <laughs> absolutely hit me up. Please. Please. Um, Come through. I'm never going to relinquish it fully. because I mean, No, you probably always I be like an executive it. chef at the least, right? I would assume. Oh, I mean, we're small enough, so like there's no real executive that's hands-on. What's executive? Yeah. Is that, am I, the way I thought of executive is kind of like... Writing, pushing yeah. papers, stuff like yeah. that. It's like the lead crazy. brewer, like it's just the recipe yeah. person in general. They're not actually touching the... It's really more the financial side now for yeah. months. And I've never got that high up the ladder. So. <laughs> Okay, um, interesting. So it's not okay. So is that something you don't really want to be doing? You don't want to be the guy no, writing the, the recipes rush. and writing the food. I mean, I think once you're like 55, 60, you want to be that guy because then you got a pretty stable income. I mean, you're yeah. only multiple businesses, you're so you're setting the yourself, the yourself up. Yeah. Then I guess while you're young, fit, you might as well yeah. do it up. Trash your body. Trash it up a bit with drinking and eating carbs. And yeah. I love you it. carbs, late nights, yep. early mornings. Good times, eh? Yeah. You balance with a bit of skiing. Show you like mountain biking. Outdoor. Biking. Vermont stuff. I like it's great. Yeah, just yeah. got into that. Yeah, this year was the first time I had actually time to like. It's a thing out here, right? Yeah. yeah. I found we were in Colorado, we noticed it was a huge thing out there. Like everybody had them. Every single, everybody we met, particularly in the beer industry, always talked about mountain biking. Every single car had the little thing on the back with the bike, the back rack. I was like, shit, cool. I guess if you're in this type of area, then it makes sense, right? Take advantage of what you got. Hey, I love it. Um, okay, that's sick. What sort of food do you guys do here then? Like, and how, how does that kind of interplay? Do you like maybe, what comes first, the beer or the food? Um, I think it's a push now, really. I mean, in the beginning, it was definitely antidote um, was the main focus. And I think in all technicality, until that space up and going, antidote will remain the main focus because that is a giant, the bigger engine. Um, but hired hand is matching it right now. Um, so up here, food-wise up here, we have pizza, we got some steamed buns, I mean, um, smoked wings. Nice. Cure own bacon. Damn. For some of the sandwiches. Um, make pretty much everything in the house. Okay. And so it's kind of like, I guess, that brew pub type of fare, essentially, Absolutely. up here. And do you make the food to pair with the beer or the other way around? Um, I'm not sure that that's an actual thing anymore. No? Because no one does that? Or maybe it's just in my brain. Like when I go out, I mean, I'm going to go out and I'm going to eat and drink what I want to eat and drink. So do I. I'm I never not really actually thinking, be like, okay, I'm going to grab the Chardonnay because I'm going to fish. I'm like, that's, that's not a thing. I mean, that's. You think it's just like an old approach? 
Or a little extra um, or something, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. It might just be something that's yeah. kind of come and gone, especially with the... I mean, everything's made with love now. I mean, it's right. not mass produced. I'm not, I mean, if I'm pigeonholed into getting like a filet mignon and a Budweiser, I mean, then I'm going to try to figure out what's going to taste the best. But right. I mean, if I got the options like I do, especially in this state, I'm going to pick and choose whatever the hell you want. Yeah. I do, I, I guess this is an exceptional place for that type of stuff. Absolutely. Everything is local. Like, I really enjoy that a lot of places. Do you do this stuff, like, where you have, like, all the food is as local as the beer ingredients? Um, for the, the average, for I think year-round, our average is about 40 to 45%. Local. Local. Okay, and that's more like you just do what you can local yeah. as much as possible? I mean, I like avocados. They only come from one area. Yeah. I mean, so at some points, we're locked into that. Right. But I mean, as much as I possibly can, I mean, I think 40 to 45% is a good, of like total food that comes in and out of here, not including right. the beer that we make is okay. out of here. Do you build your menu around seasonal Absolutely. availability? Yeah. As opposed to, I mean, aside from avocados, something which you don't have a choice about, they're kind of something everybody always wants. Yeah, that's aside from that, like... I think we change anywhere between three to five times a year. Okay. Let's um, go. And I think with the beer, we'll be doing the same. I mean, we'll definitely start once the new location is up. We'll be looking to release a beer once every week or two weeks, and it'll all be different. Nice. So, um, like, can release type of stuff? Can release and bottles, barrel aging. Um, that's when the beer will really take on a more expressionistic of what uh, Ian and myself are going to be doing. Right. So, in mean, a perfect world, my buddy who started this whole thing off when he was like wanted to make a beer in the kitchen. He still works with you? Uh, no, he's been uh, a contractor for the past couple of years, but his kids are old enough now so he can spend a little time. So we're right. getting the band back together, so to speak. And we'll nice. be, uh, yeah. He's going to be working with you on we're the gonna beer start, side? Yeah, we're going to start doing some playing on the beer side. Sick. Yeah. So what's the, like, I mean, clearly right here we've got the, you know, like dry hopped, basically what Vermont style beers is what it looks like. You're doing dry hop pills, you know, you got the IPA is definitely on the hazy tip. I'm assuming the double IPA is the same? Uh, double IPA, yep. Yeah. Fairly hazy. Like, it's just not filtered. It's not like over the top haze. Right, right. Um, the double IPA is, does all local ops as well. Um, there's a prototype for when uh, Andrew starts using, getting some other ingredients coming in. Okay. Um, so that'll be all Addison County as well. Um, but we're not locking ourselves into just um, like local certain, ingredients. I mean, right. we will, the main focus will be, but we will be playing with some outside hops for the same as well, right. the avocado. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just Sometimes stuff. you need them, you gotta yeah. do it. Um, for the styles of beer then you're making, I guess, the, uh, you know, what have you traditionally been doing and where do you sort of see it going? Like, what type of stuff are you planning to make and, and do releases for? Um, looking to hop into the a bit of the barrel aging side of things not for maybe not for the extended like year long periods but I was thinking more of like the Pilsner and some of the later IPAs just to get some uh, fresh flavors into some of the ales right um, the lightest styles definitely going to be talking with Sass and Savon about some of their barrels and stone cutters since we're all in the same town their local spirit, spirit distills yeah nice. and uh, a 
couple of wineries, uh, Lincoln Peak, especially since we oh, yeah. got them on draft here. Um, start working with some of their barrels. That'd be sick. Really, yeah, really whatever comes into mind once it's actually going, we see where everything evolves into. Um, Excited to have our own house yeast strains coming out. Trying to figure that part out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it just takes time, right? Like just harvesting it and then tweaking it. Harvesting it, adding. I don't know. We'll see where it all goes. Um, would you would you consider, I guess, going to continue more of this type of stuff, like the stuff one would expect if they're coming to a, a Vermont-based brewery, like that's um, the type of stuff. Yeah, so that would be yeah. IPAs, pails. Um, but there also definitely be like the Pilsner, we have our, our porter here. Um, I've got a uh, a lighter red ale that just went in fermenter yesterday, which will be definitely on the roastier, more herbal side, but also in the low four percent range. Nice. So real crushable stuff. Yeah. That's I want to be able to pass it across the bar. I should be able to have a good time. Right. Have multiple beers and not worry about getting like too pinched. Yeah, <laughs> pinched. I like that. Um, is that that so? That's, a, that's something that you enjoy. That like you do like keeping them low for that particular reason. I guess it probably goes well with food in that, um, in that way too. Maybe not even making some conscious being in the restaurant industry. Like you want people to be able to have more than one or two beers. Yeah, it's not be fucking floored. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, if you want your high gravity beers, it'd be high gravity. But then I think if you want your lower ones, or just me, I want them to be lower gravity. I want to be able to have a couple, but I want them to taste good. Yeah. And then that's you want them to have flavor want to be balanced um, and enjoyable yeah no it's cute if I'm going to sit down and have a beer it's not just going to be one you know, it's like two, three, four you know five <laughs> six, seven whatever yeah, enjoy yeah, whatever it depends on the night yeah I feel that so if you're going to do the can releases what what type of stuff would you be doing for that like much of the same I mean I know you mentioned like the barrel stuff like that'll I guess probably what I think, be going into bottles and some of the cast pours that we'll be doing here um, the cans nice. will probably be more like the Pilsner IPAs IPAs okay, um, the Porter Reds those will definitely make available in cans okay I like that you going to go for distro or is it kind of like maybe out of, out of here um, I'm working on a bit of it out of here but my uh, father is starting this to be company hopefully oh yeah yep. that's pretty convenient because I definitely need the distribution company to get from hey I need to get my beer from Bobcat to here oh so he can't just sell direct to you no oh because he doesn't have that uh, probably the industrial license or whatever you need to generally sell no I think it's a separate so, one yeah it's a separate license and right yeah I'll talk back the company that Originally, started trading line for line with he owns the distribution company. So right now, that's how we're moving it back and forth. Nice. You still got a good relationship with yep. them. Yeah. Yeah, those guys are great. Yeah, I love that. It's such a that's like that's really cool that you've been able to do that. If you can keep that in the family and have the uh, yeah. pops with the thing, the old man can retire and just like chuck me around. Cruising, works. right? Yeah. Keep it all in the family. I love. I really like it's something that's important to us. I really like that. Like working with friends and family and stuff particularly on something that like he's starting his own business that's essentially like a, uh, an essential what was the word just like like part of the ecosystem of the beer thing it's, it's gold yeah it's great we've got great relationships with I mean Andrew Peterson the guy that I bought them all from we're having his 50th birthday party here 
Shortly, so hopefully he's not watching us live right now because I think I just busted that. That's okay. This is going to come out in like a couple weeks, so Perfect. are we safe? Okay, yeah. Yeah, um, you're good. <laughs> the hop farmer. Um, Norris has been great. I mean, it's some of the farmers that we deal with on the food end of things. I mean, right. Tom and Lisa Duclos have been buying meat from them for about nine and a half years. Wow. Um, Misty Knoll chicken. There's like Old Norris Farm, the veggies, and now Footprint Farm. They're coming out. It's all the relationships you build with. Yeah, this is a giant fermented soup, so all your ingredients are coming from all just different farmers. Right. Um, does, it, does it cross over then? Some of the farmers can uh, provide ingredients for both the beer and the kitchen, or is that not really? Um, I mean, I probably more getting like some fruits and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, but I mean, I know the Norris's or the hops, their main industry is uh, maple. Oh, wow. So, okay, so that's probably one yeah. example. Because uh, I notice a lot of places do that. Like, say, a lot of the, um, I think we were talking earlier about like Smuggler's Notch or whatever, and they had maple that was selling like barrel aged maple, which was sick. Yeah, that's cool. thing, and that's so good. Um, so it's interesting that a lot of businesses don't just do the one thing, like, they'll do a bit of everything here like is that like a Vermont thing or is I that think another nece- part. necessity or like fun like hey why not do it I think that's probably like another part of it's like it's a Vermont additive because we're always looking for something I mean we're all we all like to eat and drink well I mean, for the most part. I mean they keep adding I mean we've grown up on maple syrup I mean you guys come from Canada you guys are yeah, we're going to maple syrup yeah. too yeah. we're going to have to add some stuff to this every now and then make it fun <laughs> Um, I mean, what makes it more fun than booze? Booze right. is the best thing ever. So, yeah, it's cool. I guess it's more like if you have bandwidth too, and you're like, eh, we can make maple. Why not? People, I just feel like there's like this industrialism or like industrial spirit that a lot of businesses surrounding the you know like all the all the uh, producers and stuff. I just feel like there's oh, we're making liquor. Like oh, why not? Make maple. You make your own restaurant. Like, yeah, yeah, let's make beer. Let's figure it out. It's not hops to this gym. Yeah, like it just seems to be like this whole just lighter beer. Yeah, it's, it's know, just, just really push cool. The envelope. Yeah, and just people wanting to go and try something different or, or sort of create something new and different, and then it just seems to generally always turn out pretty well because you're already, like yourself, you're already clearly making exceptional food. And you go and make beer. You're like, hey, you got good at it. So I understand a brewery. Like it's just so like that that path seems really consistent here. I think it was like cool. I mean, growing up in the area, I mean you're taught I mean, essentially growing up on a farm. If you know how to do it, then you're gonna try to do it yourself. So that's where that attitude yeah. comes from, maybe? Or spirit. Comes from? I would I would think so. Hmm. I guess it would, right? Maybe it's, it's more just like, yeah, I can do that. Because I'm I'm like a city suburb kid, so it doesn't even cross my mind to order make soft hands, soft hands. Um, that's actually like so we have some pantry hands. What they call it? Pantry hands. Pantry hands. Pantry hands. I'm not offended at all. It's just true. It's like I just I don't. My immediate thing is like, oh, just I'll buy it, like get someone to do it or whatever. But I guess that's the complete so opposite. Like the con- concrete floor that I have in the back. So um, my other business partner and uh, the owner of this building, Hans Forstfeld, the farm is a huge dairy farm out there. Okay. So we're looking at concrete. We get a quote. It's like 
it's way too high. He's like, shut up with his brothers. Like three days later, poured that concrete floor, the sloping terrain that you saw. Yeah, yeah. He just showed up and did that in a day. <laughs> and granted, he covered this place in dust, top to bottom, because he didn't shut the bed off. Yeah. But you know, uh, you, know you can't win it all. Yeah. Save some money, get a bit of dust. Uh, you know, nothing a rag can't fix. Rag in right? a day. Rag in a day. <laughs> bit of water. Yep. Yes, that's interesting. I never thought about that. I think that's actually fascinating. It's that. It's just how you grew up and the way you approach a problem or something else. Like, I can do that. Versus, like, I can pay someone to do that. I like we that. try. I mean, definitely failed a lot. And I'm sure. Paying people a lot, but I mean, but at least you try it. Yeah. And then so. if it works out, then you have a business. Yeah. And like, you know, you make a brew beer. Like, yeah, why not? And then now you got another business. That's it. Have you always sort of uh, been entrepreneurial, or has that always kind of been like a direction, or has it just kind of happened? Um, I always thought about it, but never really thought it'd be a possibility. Um, but then when we opened up Stillmount Lodge and just realized, like, working for AIG, you know, it was like that just wasn't wasn't for you. No, yeah, not doing it. They're a big company, like a big corporation. Yeah. So um, when the financial thing crashed, two thousand eight, I was a yeah, I was a banquet chef for Stone Mountain Lodge at that point. Yeah. Um, so what's Stone Mountain Lodge? Is that like a ski resort? Yeah. Okay. Um, it was owned by AIG, which is one of the companies that got bailed out. So when we went there and opened the place, we were like, hey, you know, we'll bump you up. You get a 50% raise after the, like, the first year. It's like, like, cool. Okay, we'll make transition up there, go up and do this. Um, and then that happened, and then oh month after basically catering Lehman Brothers catering all these uh, they're sending all these employees up to lambs like a slaughter and basically none of them are going back to jobs so right. they're just boozing they're just watching this go down they're like oh man this sucks and then they told us we're getting a raise for this and we're like okay like, oh, how are we getting a raise for what then? yeah exactly okay so now I'm gonna go max out my credit cards and open a restaurant right why not that's how Anadot started yeah? yeah so it was just you were like I'm done with this this is nonsense you'd rather have your destiny like in your own hands type of thing um, well, I wasn't going to make any money and work all the time. Might as well be for myself. I agree with that so much. Yeah. Be your own boss. Would you ever? You couldn't go back at this point? Um, God, I really hope not. <laughs> I couldn't do it either. We just talked about it before. Like, there's no chance. On your own schedule. If you don't want to come in, then you don't make the money. You, you, you just have to turn up. I know, I think I like that. It's a different kind of like approach to, to stuff. Um, no, it's it's dope that uh, you're able to make that one work and then to the point where you now have this and then moving into that. I guess you probably never would have thought that it would have turned out that yeah, way. I never would have dreamed of no. this. I mean, like the wildest like high school dreams of, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> it's like, I'm going like, to go like pubs and like a ski town and a beach town. It's like, that was my wildest dream. It's like, oh, you're already halfway there, pretty much. Is this a ski town? We're about an hour away. Oh, it's not bad. Whatever, you can skate from it. See the mountains the whole way down. The drive down was beautiful. Oh yeah, my god, we didn't realize. Because when he went, like I hadn't been down there in the winter, like everything, the whole lake's covered. Yep. It's gorgeous. So I, I don't know, do you ski over that side of the lake or is it over like the other side? Other side, like the stove side, I guess. Uh, Sugarbush mainly. Sugarbush Sugar River. Why do I know that? Is that that? Would we have gone past that on the way? Down? Probably not. Um, no, no. Sugarbush is definitely a pretty known. I know it. We don't. Do. Not winter folks. We don't participate in uh, <laughs> ski activities, winter activities, except drinking beer inside indoors. That's a great activity. It's pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Getting pretty good at it. Yeah. You know. 
Um, no, that's dope. It's cool when like, if you get, do you ever sort of somebody like look at it and trip out? Like, you're like, damn, look at all this stuff that we've uh, done. Yeah, sometimes it's fun to reflect back, especially when you're like just re-maxed out all your credit cards to do the next expansion you're like why the <laughs> you can swear it's okay yeah. um, it's called beer and other shit yeah. um, no I totally feel that I guess that's even harder because we don't our business is not physical like that so there's not like like an outlay type of thing so always like I can see that imagine that you've got these cards you're like alright so where are we going to get this funding from and just figure it out for niggles and yeah, they'll put together 18% in here that's fine yeah that. why not yes. 80% bargain. Yeah. Easy. It's zero for 12 months. <laughs> that pushes you, right? Yeah. Get it done. That's sick. So where do you see it all going? Where do you see everything going with, uh, with like, say, at least, at least the brewery part of it? Uh, the brewery part of it, I'm looking basically just to add in another uh, piece to this town or this area, something that um, locals can enjoy, um, something that will benefit the community. Um, maybe, like, some mild distribution to a couple like restaurants that have similar mentalities uh, but really just want to create fun here to go along with our food right. and culture that we have here and just accept this town okay. are you trying do you have like a scale in mind as far as how big like do you want like multiple locations or like no no you want to keep it kind of uh, <laughs> 19 or 29 employees right now I don't want anymore. that's enough no. that's cool I mean, they're all good. We all have a good time. We've got, we've got a great team right now. That's awesome. Uh, it's hard, right? It's hard to find. Yeah. People that stick it out, love oh. what they do, good at what they do. Uh, I mean, yeah, Vermont's cold. Vermont <laughs> is cold. It's a chilly weather. Um, but no, the beer scene, yeah, we really just want to accent our community, build off of what we have, and just offer fun stuff and yeah. it's just really just another way for me to do this and with the beer because it really is just another extension of food so yeah. I mean we're just cooking it in a different way yeah in the fermented soup yeah the fermented soup the fermented soup um, I feel like it's time we have a lightning round are you ready for that sure I feel, I feel like you're gonna go fine first one is what is your guilty pleasure beer take a sip take a sip and think about it guilty pleasure beer so a beer you'd maybe be embarrassed uh, to admit to a uh, beer nerd that you enjoy High Life Miller High Life yep. I gotta try that again it keeps coming up I don't know why it but <laughs> works for you soft spot Never know. I'm like I'm in a spot where it's yeah you're, you're getting some generic ass yellow beer you got the high life I mean it's it's the one yeah palatable even though it's even though it's apparently all corn syrup now I think pretty much isn't most macro there was that whole thing about it like, uh, no, like last week yeah, yeah it went pretty good yeah the, all the memes were out of control yeah. I didn't really see it all because I think like so many dextrose is essentially corn syrup anyway from my understanding so pretty much all beers have at least some of it in there especially everyone's bulking it up on sugar I mean I don't know I thought that was funny was like, we saw that in the Super Bowl it's like that's going to come back around a lot yeah. <laughs> oh yeah they ruined themselves yeah um, like, thank you <laughs> <laughs> thank you it's a craft beer nice work, thank you yep. <laughs> they keep doing that did you see that big beer proudly big beer ad they had no oh god it's so like, honestly it's worth looking up they had this like full one minute ad about the like proudly big beer and they were just trying to flip and they were making fun like keep your uh, this was a funny fight they go keep your what was it like keep your no 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 yeah, t- taste quality um, they go keep your 
it was like peach uh, pumpkin ale to yourself and they bought a lesion and a lesion has a peach pumpkin ale. <laughs> they did, they're so dumb that they didn't realize yeah, so that they're they shitting on their own beer that they owned. Yeah. Like it was amazing. And so they did, and they had, you know, the typical hipster with the mustache and the beanie and all that stuff, like making fun of just craft beer, like all the uh, stereotypes of it. And they ended up shitting on themselves. Well, they just pissed off that they gave what ballast point, how much money, and there was like a, a bill, yeah, a billion. A billion. That was constellation brand, so it's not quite as bad. But I think they're like the lesser of the devils, is my understanding. But it was it went from like grapefruit sculpin to mango, pineapple, passion fruit, and like all kinds of things. Right? Oh, you guys just killed an entirely great franchise. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't doing that before the buyout, eh? Ah, uh, then grapefruit. No, I, remember, I, think, I thought it was pretty decent. I, I love that point. Yeah, that's what's dope. I think that's why people don't feel as bad drinking it. They're just like souls. I mean, it's like you're going to bash these guys, but you're buying these guys so that you can keep relevant. They're constantly doing that. I feel like it's just an interesting, like, uh, yeah, their lack of self-awareness. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, seriously, right after this, we'll pull it up. It's pretty funny because it's so ridiculous. Then they had that other thing, that, um, the high end, it's called, which is the AB Craft umbrella that owns all of that, or at least that's the portfolio that owns all the, all the craft beers they bought. And they had this one with, like, all the owners of the breweries that got bought out, like, saying how great yeah, it is to like, work with AB yeah pretty much like oh it's great now we get all the hops we need and all, 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 all the support and they scale like I don't know like it's it's a bit of a wank it's not uh, it's not what you want hey man so anyone wants to buy this for a billion dollars it's totally <laughs> give me a call yeah. we're here honestly like I'm that if we owned a brewery, I would absolutely have no qualms selling it because it's a business that you built. Sell that and then do what you want afterwards. You want to start another one? Start another one. I can home brew in Costa Rica. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Jamaica, a little like island in Jamaica. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, who wouldn't? Honestly, like, yeah, you'd be. A lot of people are kind of proud about it though, and they like never sell. They keep over. So it's like. I'd love to see someone turn down a billion dollars. Yeah, that's why I feel like the people who are saying that have no. If you're not murdering anyone or doing anything really shady or really douchey, if you got something just out of straight hard work and someone offered you a billion dollars, yeah, dude, I'd totally take it. Even if it's 10 million, 40 million, whatever they like, what are you going to do when someone slaps that in your face? You're not going to say no. It's just a business. At the end of the day, you can't be too romantic. What is it? Uh, You can't be too romantic about how you make your money. I think that's the thing in craft beer. I do understand the passion for that, that it's an art or whatever. Absolutely. There is a huge passion for everybody, like including myself. We're we're clearly all really care about this stuff, but it's also a business. And I think some people forget that side. The the drinkers and the owners clearly not because you're you're the one maxing your credit card out to make it work. But some people do forget that it is a business and like they get mad about uh, marketing or like, I can understand some of it, but I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, I mean, in my brain, I mean, I don't, hey, probably not ever getting bought out for a billion dollars. Quite positive that's not going to happen. You never know. You never know. Make that I mean, if you're passionate about it, you're passionate about it. You're going to roll with it. But I mean, it's everyone's life choice to do whatever they want. So. Yeah. This is interesting. Interesting that it's the only industry that people really care if you sell out. Whereas if you're in tech, like the goal is to have Google or Facebook or Amazon buy you, yeah. and it's not a problem. Like exit, yes. Whereas in beer, it's like the devil. What are you doing? It's just such a strange, opposite uh, way of thinking. Like I yeah. get it, I guess. It's still strange. Though. 
the end of the day, it's a business. Business is a business. But, um, okay, so opposite. What is the beer you would decline under any circumstances? Maybe a barbecue. They didn't have any Miller High Life. Maybe like, and they offer you something. God, I had some random. I'm trying to think of what the hell it was because it was really, really bad. <laughs> Do you remember what style? It was, it was definitely a fruit beer. Okay. I'm not saying I'm opposed to fruit beers, not what I'm saying, but this was just this like- was, not was it a macro or was it just like a- It was a macro. Yeah? Not, I guess not macro by macro standards, because it's definitely coming out of a larger company. Right. Um, was it, it was like raspberry, it wasn't supposed to be sour, it was kind of sour and it was oddly sweet. It was just right. like, this is not it didn't fun. work. No, not fun at all. No, worst one. First one I've had. Can't remember the brand at the brewery? Um, no, no. It, was, it was a rep that was bringing it in. So it was something that one of the beer reps was bringing in and be like, dude, you're going to love this. And I was like, I remember like, not driving home sipping this and I was just like this is what it chose <laughs> god damn it um, what was your gateway beer what was the beer that turned you onto craft beer specifically that like really opened that world to you um, Zero gravity. Nice. Is yeah, is up at zero grav, um, but it was an American flatbread, so they weren't. Oh yeah, that place was, was great. Before they had the other brewery, it was that whole experience of being there. It was like I saw like the beers that they were doing, um, beers that they had, and then the beer dinners that they're doing of like bringing in stuff from Stone and other yeah. things like that. And then we just did this flight of the beers that they're making. It's like, oh, dude. It's, Great. Like, yeah, pizza and other stuff. Cause like their pizza is so cool. Yeah, and like their whole mantra, everything they do is just awesome. Um, I remember that experience with uh, Jason Bathgate, who's in New Zealand now. He's a fellow chef who now owns a brewery in New Zealand. No way. What's it called? Blank in his name. Okay. I think Jason's gonna be mad at me. <laughs> could have given a plug. Me. Yeah, totally could have. Uh, we opened Stubout Lodge together, and he got into New Zealand because he's a chef. That's the only way that they're allowing him in right. because there's a shortage on cooks and then he went <laughs> brewing. Stuck it out. But he brought me here and I was like, this is kind of everything that we were supposed to be doing up the lodge, so all local food. And I was like, well, these guys do beer too. We had it. And I was like, it's supposed to be great. Solid stuff. Okay, I like that place. is really cool. Yeah. I went there the first time we came to Vermont too. I was like, man, this place is awesome. It's just so big and they're cooking over a huge oven. Like, just a dope experience. Yeah, this was like, I think 13 years ago. Damn, it's been around for a bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's your favorite beer style? Um... It's like an everyday drinker, like pale, but I think at the end of the night, definitely like a bigger stout brand or barley wine. Okay. Ooh, barley wine. Yeah. That's an interesting one. Um, what's your least favorite beer style? So nothing, you don't like hate it, but maybe you're uh, <coughs> least inclined to go towards it. Um, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. So say if you go to like, I always picture it like if you go to a liquor store and you're looking, I what think like goes. Oh yeah, good. I mean, I was like, I like. 
salad? The shirt, I love salads. Oh, it's like, but it's the ones that are just really like great. That is like, you know, it's, it's yeah. like, oh my God, this is like stunning beer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've had that. A few people have said, I love Gozas, and a few brewers have said some, they don't like them. Yeah. I don't know if it's just the over-the-top coriander part of it, because I, I like sours. Right. Uh, Saltiness doesn't turn you off? I don't know what it is. There's something in the back that just gives me, like, it just, and it's not bad. It just doesn't because work. Because I'm, I'm a buffet drinker. I love everything. Right. There's really a nothing drink I don't like. <laughs> is it going? Um, but if I'm not... I guess if I'm standing in front of a large cooler, that would probably be the last one you go for. That's fair. I hear the coriander thing a lot. I don't know if I can even, if I can personally identify the flavor. I don't know if I'd be like, oh, there's too much coriander on this. I don't know. A lot of people say that. I find that interesting. So I think I have to look out for it. Because I also, I love cilantro. I love all this. So it's not like an awful flavor. It's just... Mm. Just, you don't like it in beers necessarily. Not even that. No, I mean, no, that no. Not the, it's just, just in the goes in that combination of sour, salty, seawater kind of uh, consistency. Somewhere in there that's not. It doesn't doesn't match. Not my fault, yeah. I, I get it, bro. Totally. Um, what is your favorite beer, city, destination, or country? Where do you like to go for beer? Aside from the perfection that is Vermont. Uh, Portland. Portland, Oregon. Maine, or, or Maine? Maine. Yep. Someone said that yesterday. I haven't been yet. I heard it's uh, fantastic. Go. Yeah, it's worth it. It's like so close. I don't know why I haven't. But that's like, that's a <clears throat> heaven for anyone who loves beer and fruit. It's kind of like you got the ocean everywhere. Seafood and stuff. Yeah. Definitely. It's, it's cool. Yeah. We're going to get up there this summer. We kept talking about it. It's about, I think it's like five hours from Montreal. It's uh, decent, absolutely right? got it. It's worth it. Yeah. yeah. Portland, Maine. You have to go. That's, that's a must. Yeah, we have to do a couple of weeks in New England. Just see. I've never been to Boston, nothing like that. Yeah. Got to Portland yeah. before Boston. Straight up, got to Portland before Boston. You would you choose Portland over Boston? Yeah, yeah. It's not even close. Really? Yeah. Damn. All right. Maybe because I'm thinking when I think of Massachusetts, I'm thinking like uh, night shift, Trilly and Treehouse stuff like that. But technically, I'm, it's probably not Boston. It's probably just Massachusetts. I'd actually have no idea of the geography or where things are. Treehouse is, I think, closer Cat. to Connecticut on the other side. Correct. Uh, a solid hour and a half, if not two hours away uh, from Boston. Trillium's definitely right in town. Night there is one. Uh, yeah, yeah, just, they got, yeah. they, they got a bunch of there's cool stuff in Boston. There's some stuff but that's, no, that's good. Prep, like, but if you're gonna round it all out, like Portland, or just Portland's the uniqueness of the city. Yeah, and it might be because more of a, more of a culinarian as well. Like the food scene there is crazy, right? Like, yeah, all the crazy seafood and stuff. Yeah, they do fun stuff. Yeah. All right, I'm so. Um, first beer you ever brewed? I guess that was the homebrew with uh, you, man. Yeah. What was that? What style um, was that again? West sorry? Coast IPA. West Coast IPA. Yeah. Started with. Was it good? I think I still actually have a bottle of it in the brewery somewhere. Yeah? Yeah, you gotta keep that. Yeah, first one ever, right? What's, what's the worst beer you ever brewed? I think we followed it up without it. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that a lot. People go and they'll nail the first one, and then they'll come back with the second one, like, oh man, it's trash. I mean, we still drank it, but I mean, it definitely it was not even the same. I think when we doused too, I think our second one sucked, and the first one was. I mean, it might have been able to see our fingers through the stout, I and mean, that's how it went. Oh, <laughs> you never want to see your hands through a beer, ever. Um, what are your favorite and least favorite styles to brew? Um, whether it's like, you know, like working with particular ingredients because they're annoying, or maybe brew days alone. I'd say. I think it's kind of the same. It's yeah. actually because 
to like harvest time to get all the wet hops and do like a, do it like a wet hop version of the tractor bills or lighter. Nice. And then yeah, but then you're dealing with all those whole leaf wet hops at the end in a seven barrel batch or all of these bags that you now have to deal with. And at the end, it makes like this chill brew day turned into this like 14 hour brew <laughs> nightmare. Cleanup nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> but then in the end, you really like what you have, but you like hated the entire process. <laughs> God damn, you drink these beer like, damn, it's good. Oh, I don't want to make it again. Yeah. <laughs> Only do this once a year. Just once a year. <laughs> yeah, wet hop must be a nightmare because it's just the actual plant matter is just volumes more than any pellets. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Sucks up all this liquid and. Heavy, I mean, it's wet, sticky. Yeah, you're diving, you're throwing your body into a seven barrel kettle and trying to like take this thing out of there. Right. Like, nah. I'm glad I'm not a brewer sometimes. <laughs> it's like drinking. Right? Yeah, not happening. Uh, what music do you listen to when you brew? Do you serenade the beer? Serenade, I guess it depends on the mood. Okay. Brew them in. Um, could be like some. 80s, early 90s hip hop. Nice. Um, Use your top five rappers. Public Enemy. Damn. All right. Uh, Public Enemy, Tribe, uh, Common, uh, Brand Nubian. Damn. Uchi. And. Do you like the more conscious kind of vibe? Mike Wyclef. Ooh, that no one's ever said that. All right, really top five. Okay. That's pretty serious. Yeah. No, Wyclef is dope. I just never. I feel like he gets over real cool. Yeah, he's super cool. Weird. Public Enemy, especially. Yeah. Public Enemy and Tribe. It's definitely uh, there's a consistency there. I like that. Do you like any of the new stuff? Or do you, I haven't really listened as much as like my line cooks are definitely trying to like turn me in, but I mean I can't I can't get down a little Wayne. No, I can't miss Wayne. Every, everyone's like little little something. Little, everyone's little, little something. Little something little Wayne something. is a different one though. Like I I hated him coming up as well because I'm like. Some probably similar age and then came up in the 90s with hip hop and Wayne when I first heard was like the hot boy stuff and you see the, the pen and pixel album covers I'm like this is garbage I heard the music is horrible then I used to be a music journalist and someone sent me in 2003 um, 500 degrees I'm like wow this is actually dope and then through the 2000 probably 5 through 8 like Wayne was the god like the mixtape god because we actually make music so yeah. like the actual buzz like i feel like if you hear just the commercial stuff like the singles you're gonna be like this guy is an idiot like but then you hear like the mixtapes i feel like someone who likes the artist you mentioned particularly like common as well like a huge favorite of mine like i feel like you would actually appreciate wayne but i think you might have heard shot. the wrong stuff but you got to go back to like the drought three i'll see if like, the boys got that on yeah tonight. drought three is the one it's like a two or three disc <clears throat> mixtape so it's just doing going over beats but it was just I don't know, like maybe because it hit a perfect vibe for me at the time. So maybe you might listen now and it might feel dated or something. I'd be curious to see what you think based on your taste. Check it out. Because I think you would enjoy it. There are a lot of the littles. Kind of In stuff. Sound from the Way Out is probably one of my favorite albums. Beastie Boys, Just the Beats. Yeah. What yeah. Was, that was like Inside from the way out. Yeah, all instrumental. Yeah. It's the first. I think they're the first ones to put out just a straight up instrumental. No way. Album. Well, what was that like? Late eighties, nineties? Like uh, mid nineties. Wow. I didn't know they do that. Yeah. Who do that? Who like do they self-produce? I don't know. Yeah. I never really got into Beastie Boys. 
interesting. Okay. Oh, yeah. So more like the eighty. Okay. That's I feel like you'd like them. There's a bunch of like new. I feel like you'd like based on that. You'd like a lot of like J Cole, Kendrick. Probably. Like I kind of like shut down. Like after I heard like the like early two thousands, it was coming out. It was just like, yeah, yeah, he just like off. I'm done here. Yeah. There's like. So you gotta like dig some, for the good stuff. Yeah. The problem is now, like, without sounding old, like, it's the, a lot of it's just not f- for us anymore. Like, because there's 20 year olds making music for 12 year olds. Like, that's really what it yeah. is. Like, the face tats and the auto tune and stuff. Like, some of it's cool. Like, sometimes you gotta step back from the age. I was like the angry old man with music for quite some time. And then I was like, get off right, my lawn. Me- yeah, yeah, I felt like that. And I feel like that the same thing is all the beer purists about the same thing. Don't put lactose in your beer and all that type of shit. Like, shut up. Like, do what you want, man. Do what you want. Who cares? Don't you know what? There's a million pilsners for you, dude. Like, go drink that. That's- so I've tried to do that with music. And like, there's a lot for me. And I just, that's not for you. Just, it's okay. It's for the kids. Yeah. And like, there's probably when we were 15 or whatever, and I don't know, The Chronic came out. Probably people think, what is this stuff? And yeah, now it's like classics. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know if a lot of things now will be classics, but it's just like, a, it's a, approach to it I feel like yeah you, there's, there's some cool stuff in the vein of what you like which I would consider like you know like the conscious stuff cool stuff quality and there was stuff. um yeah I heard um even early some of him because he's popping up on I think it was a, yeah, on, he's popping up on Pandora with like, was? my tribe Quali? yeah yeah Quali's sick him in the atmosphere and, yeah I just read a little on the like white boy backpack stuff I can't get into yeah. like that over pronouncing the R's <laughs> and stuff <laughs> idea what is that um, they kill it they do well all the Minnesota uh, stuff brother Ali and stuff that jump time. around with those oh House of Rain yeah um, Whitey Ford Everlast. oh yeah yeah he had some joints like when he started singing and stuff yeah, white boy backpack yeah. Yeah, yeah there is some really cool stuff like even like funny enough run the jewels like lp i never got into company flow or like lp stuff and then now run the jewels is actually it's not really my thing but i just appreciate it because they're in their 40s and they're having this full second win that's cool have you ever heard that stuff no no are you familiar with uh you know killer mike dude from um atlanta he's with like the uh the dungeon family uh, outcast and like in that kind of okay vibe so these solo stuff i never really got into but he's had this full it's crazy like how big they are and they're huge and they got crazy their merch game is really strong and they're just like like sort of I don't know it's like party music really but it's cool but it's intelligent party music because like Killer Mike was introducing Bernie Sanders at like the I think the DNC or something when the last That's election wild. so like it's, it's full just, you know what I'm saying but you gotta dig it's not yeah. gonna be just presented to you. like you have to look for it unlike beer in Vermont like good luck about, finding yeah. bad beer here I mean you can but it's hard you kind of have to dig yeah, yeah. it's a good time right? you definitely have to dig <laughs> uh, nearly done these what's up what's your favourite hop um, that's a tough one the local one that I'm biking <laughs> so the one coming from Norris is the Alpha Aroma that I really like okay Alpha Aroma yeah because it sounds like it's almost yeah. like bright orange flavours yeah like a little bit of uh background herbalness okay it's the hop secret alpha aroma okay early half of that one uh, briefly anyway i think i they're small enough i can like buy them out <laughs> do they is it their proprietary hop or something um i don't think it's their proprietary hop okay I mean, like it's just around interesting okay i try and keep an eye on the newer ones because there's a whole bunch of other ones i haven't heard of recently i'm seeing pop up a lot and i thought i was on top of it well, i guess i'm not i have um i've never heard of it and they did um 
they did research on their soil and what would be best to grow there. Right. And I um, ended up with a Nugget, Chinook, Centennial, Cascade, Alpha, Roma, and Tahoma. Tahoma. See, I haven't even heard of that. I know that's a font. Yep. <laughs> yep. Great font, great font. Um, yeah, the Tahoma is kind of like a little cedary, piney. Okay. Interesting. Oh. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about this stuff. These are the beer cocktails? These are. Fantastic. <laughs> Do you want to describe them? Uh, so I have two... So this of- is Eliza. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> two of the four that we offer, this one right here is the Smoke and Berry. Okay. It is Stonecutter Whiskey, so good friends from Middlebury. Mm-hmm. Uh, pomegranate Molasses, homemade wow. lemonade, and uh, we top it off with our Pilsner. Nice. The one we just had? Yes, the yep. Centennial um, or the Tractor, whichever we have on. Amazing. Yes. And this bad and boy. And then this guy is the Morning Joe, perfect on a <laughs> Saturday or Sunday morning, or if oh, you don't Friday, feel it? like going to work. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Jameson Irish whiskey with nice. iced coffee, a little bit of heavy cream, of nice. course, simple syrup, uh, topped with our barn cap porter right now. Nice. Uh, our espresso milk stout was how it originally started, and then it has a little cocoa powder on top. That's so amazing. It's extra decadent iced coffee. I love it. That's amazing. This is something that you guys are big on, right? You guys are really, that's a, like a signature thing? Yeah. Uh, what, five different? Four. Four different, four. Um, four different. beer cocktails. Okay. Um, and they're all the time? Yep. Yeah? Yep. And the other, the other couple are, are sort of, I guess you've got different vibes? Maybe. Yeah, so one of them is like a Bloody Mary uh, okay. with vodka, clarified Bloody Mary mix that we make in-house and topped with Pilsner. So like nice. a Bloody Mary Michelada combo. Kind of vibe, okay. And then the other one is called the New Fashion okay. um, with Appalachian Gap, Papilio, uh, Agave Spirit, Ooh. Muddled, uh, Luxardo Cherries, yeah. Orange oh, Bitters. Oh, what's the beer? <laughs> Uh, that one gets the double IPA. Ooh, okay. Yeah, that one's good. Makes it like like a tropic, like a fruity type yeah. of... Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's fascinating. And how, how do people respond to beer? I feel like beer cocktails are super not very common. They aren't. And no. people are more used to them now. Right. Um, you kind of just, they're like, oh, I don't know if I want the beer. And you're like, it's kind of like adding a, a shot of soda. You know, and like a vodka mm. cranberry. It just right. kind of lightens it up, it brightens it up. Um, you know, just gives it a little extra. As old death. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, you, very cool. It's pretty easy to convince them that it's not a bad thing <laughs> to have added to a cocktail. <laughs> I like that. I was always like, concerned maybe being those would be like, what are you doing? But it sounds fun. Like the way that they seem like really cool, really well constructed. Who came up with the idea? Uh, me. Yeah. You're the genius behind it all. Do you make the recipes? Um, old bar manager and I came up here one night and came up with four recipes. Nice. Yeah. Like Kennedy it. and I, yeah. Just, restaurant was going downstairs and we caught a buzz upstairs. We are going to recipes. <laughs> Whatever works. Works. I love it. Okay. Amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. Which one do you want? I'll definitely do coffee. Do you have the coffee? All right. Smells a little boozy, but nothing too crazy. This one had whiskey, right? Uh, yep. Cheers, man. Cheers. I shouldn't have sipped first. I was rude. Terrible, right? I always yell at people when they do that, too. I'm the worst of that. Okay, so it's mostly taste kind of like 
I guess you can the the so it's like the the um, what would the bitter and then the the carb is all the beer. Yep. It's interesting. It's so be super interesting. I don't really get much of the beer in it. I guess that's no, the point. That right? one you're it's more of a like that. Just with pretty much everything else. Love it. Just the balance and having everything make sure it tastes good. I love it. It's really good. It's just like a smart way to do it. Yeah. Why add soda when you can add beer? What's the point? Yeah. I love that. Yeah, right? Yes. What's that? Why add soda when you can add beer? Ooh, look at this. How many names we got? Like a bunch, huh? Yeah, a bunch. I love that. We always try and write down the names as we go because I got to come back afterwards of these podcasts. I'm like, oh, now I'm going to listen to it and come up with a name. But then we decided if we have like a note taken down, bam, yep. write it down. <laughs> no mess around. Uh, favorite hot, what does your family think of your job? What you do? Um, it's not they're, job. They're definitely skeptical at first. <laughs> yeah. But I like got out of college and decided I was going to go travel around cooking, but I think they've come around to it now. They go with it? Yeah, they're good. They get, uh, they, what about the beer stuff? That is that like just whatever or don't they like hell yeah 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 i mean maybe your dad seems to be into it because he's like yeah, business right they're into it they've uh they've absolutely warmed up after the initial like dropping out of college <laughs> from graphic design deciding to travel to resorts to learn to cook definitely thought they probably weren't the biggest fans of that at the time fair enough but it's a little it's, different uh, for the most part, it's worked out. Okay. That's great. Yeah, it's worked out pretty good. We're yeah. named, like, uh, Chef of the Year in Vermont in 2017. Oh, okay. So glad to mention that. Yeah. <laughs> Modest man, I see. So, <laughs> thank you, Rich. He's a humble guy. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's up with that? That's pretty cool. Well yeah, done. That was wild. Yeah. Yeah, very unexpected. So it was like a, um, uh, like a magazine or something like that? Uh, the Vermont Chamber of Commerce. Damn. Official government. Yep. And what, they just have, like, a vote or they, they just sort of... Um, with I got nominated voted? and yeah. then they voted. That's dope. I guess. Got a little, got a little, uh, because I'm not a member, so no, <laughs> that, might, that might have been it. Maybe you are now. Maybe they're trying to, like, yeah, have an award. They're definitely trying to get me in, but yeah. um, no, not yet. Not committed yet. Hey, maybe, maybe. You gotta think to. about these things. Yeah. Um, no, that's really cool, man. So, I mean, that says a lot about what you're doing, about how the community has embraced sort of you know, the, the restaurant, it's plural. Yeah, no, the community's been great. I mean, we wouldn't be here without the people in Virginia. I mean, that's yeah. like, not even close. Like, so when I brought you guys in, the doorway to the antidote is like the size of that, but it's on the side of this building. So if you drive by, you miss it. Right. Or like completely miss it. Yeah. And then... So it's a destination. People come here to go to the door. Yeah, it took a lot of word of mouth to get people in the door. Right. Um, God, even once you got them in the door, you have to really get them into that main room because when you first walk in, you just see a couple of booths. You're like, what the hell? Yeah, is like, this? what's up with that? Yeah. yeah. Um, but generally, once we got them in, got them into a seat, they come back. They come back. Yep. Has it helped to have like this one up here to bring did that sort of funnel traffic either way? Uh, no, downstairs brought traffic People here. here. Yeah. Because they already knew that, yep. and that that became like uh, like how long has it been now? You said eight and a half, nine. Nine no, no, years or something? It'll be 10 in June. This year? Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. Doing anything for 10 years is pretty sick. Right? Particularly running a business that is not failing. That's amazing. Up until this place, I've never lasted more than three in one spot. Right. You haven't, or people haven't generally. I haven't. I didn't have the bandwidth. Yeah. But I get bored. I right. get to a point where like, okay, I'm not learning or doing anything else new. I might as well start find something else. Right. And what, what made you stick around here then? What was the different? Uh, uh, there's something I always know. Yeah. <laughs> I guess there's always yeah. a new problem. Because if you're just, just cooking in the same place, it's like yeah, Monday. Cooking, it gets... But if you're, uh, 
change. I mean, we do change a lot, which I'm not sure that the, some people get a little annoyed with. Just, but we change a bit, and in the restaurant industry, there's always something coming. There's, right. Like, you're never bored. I bet. Never bored. And I guess now you got like a never-ending sea of things to do with the the build out there and build out the brewing and stuff. Trying to get the recipes set up for the beers the directions that we want to go with the beers and then the directions that we want to go with the food and right like it's never ending it's fun I guess it's kind of cool right because you never do anything that's why I like the whole entrepreneur thing so I feel like there's not you, you don't do the one the same thing over and over enough to get bored like you get good but you don't get bored because you're always like well alright well, I'm cooking tonight okay cool well, tomorrow I'm brewing and then next time I'm doing construction and then now I'm doing paperwork and yelling at the government for permits and whatever. I don't know, you got to play nice. That's what I mean, no, like no politely asking, yeah, play requesting, yeah. and hoping that they will yeah. fulfill that request. That's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> got to be careful, right? Yeah, you got to be nice. Um, the last question here is, what's your favorite adjunct favorite to add adjunct. to BL? Um, That's a tough one. <laughs> I haven't added anything out of the normal yet. No. So, have you barrelaged anything? Not yet. No. no, these are all things that are coming. What about as a drinker? What do you like in so, your beer? Whether it's fruit or spices. Well, let's or say the best pairing that'll go with the beer cocktail. I made the tequila with the double IPA. Made big fat new fashion. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's a little twist. I'd say that would be the best adjunct that we've added to it. just not that tequila was a great adjunct to the beer itself but to the drink as a whole as a thing would you be able would you like could you age the double IPA in the tequila barrel uh, it's definitely been a thought yeah um, and then you could make use that IPA in the new fashion totally and there's a new new fashion the whole thing it's meta so we've got space for the barrels you need that where are you going to put the barrels like at the, uh, Oh, in here? Nope. We're in that back room, in the fermenting room. Oh, of course. There's plenty of room there. Yep. That makes sense. Especially for the size that we want to do. I mean, once the brew house is up and going, that'll be the first thing we do is fill all the barrels so that right. hopefully by September, October, we can start releasing some of these uh, Sick. projects. Like and then we start rotating. constantly rotating it out. How many barrels would you get? I think I can fit... fit 14, 16 That's pretty good. Yeah. So like I think you said before, but like probably get some wine, some spirits. Wine, spirits, you know. That's it. Multiple spirits. Yeah. Um, I guess you do everything, right? Got a good relationship with Whistlepig. So we got the rye uh, covered. Um, Sass and Savannah Stonecutters have uh, gin and rye. Uh, nice. Working with Lincoln Peak. He's got multiple different wine barrels so that'd be sick red and white have some fun yeah, yeah I love it I think there was something I think Richard was telling me about the you done something with the Shaxbury Cider is that right um, I've known David for a long time um, kind of they're in town so yeah. we're definitely looking forward to working with each other on this nice seeing them around we are just at the supermarket last night and I saw them there I haven't tried this stuff but I heard good things it's good it's yeah. dry it's yeah. fun yeah. good stuff I, you, I guess there's probably a ton of ways you guys could work whether it's like on their side or on this side yeah my brand I'm seeing like the Cezans would definitely work out with some Ooh. of the stuff that they're doing um, 
What could you do with this item? Like, what what sort of stuff would you do if you were going to collab with? Uh... I was thinking of some of their barrel aged stuff that we could in turn recycle and reuse some of their barrels. Oh, take the barrels add some of those parts to it. Could you add some of their what or whatever to your? Uh, I don't know how that would work. Wouldn't really work so well, would it? I mean, it might. I wonder if it'd be like, well, you could. Do they grow their own apples, or they source? <clears throat> um, they probably source, eh? I think they source. I think Citizen might be. I know Citizen gets everything from. Directly I'm not sure any of them are really. Yeah. Shoreham. There's a company. Champlain. I think it is. I know Bill is sourcing. Okay. All, like, grows all his own apples. Okay. So I know we did a podcast with Stowe Cider mm-hmm. like last year. I forgot what he told me though. I got a feeling they get them from somewhere. I think it's the local, but there's like other far, like orchids that like have all the, the varieties and stuff. And certain ones are better for different style ciders because of the, uh, the sugar content or something. That would make sense. I mean, I never watched, um, so Shaxbury created a cider for the Basin Arbor Club, which is a resort out on the lake. Okay. Last year using just apples that were grown on property. Right, that so was pretty wild. Like super local, hyper local. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. I wonder what you got. I guess because like if you use their barrels, that's cool. There's gonna be something else though, like that you could do to sort of. Um, I bet if we put our heads together, you figure something out that like blends it. Yeah, because I just wonder what you could like. Could you use any of their stuff to put in? One of your like dry apple. Is that a thing? A dry apple. Possibly. Awesome. I don't know. They make very dry. This side is a very dry. When I say dry apple, like dry hopping, but like you just put a bunch of like apples in the fermenter in a bag, or just balance it out with some of the malts and other things. They're gonna have some more roastier mm. added to add to the. Like say you had you a to cut the sweet touch, yeah. or add some saltiness to it. It might be a way for a goza. Ooh, apple goza. Yeah. Yo, that's a cool yeah. idea. Yeah, I like that. I can do it because I feel like it'd be like it'd be subtle too, and it probably, and you don't have to put any coriander in there. To be like not happening just not around here just salt, salted apple salted apple well I guess they have salted caramel apples don't they mm-hmm. Ooh, designed towards the kitties yeah right hey that's what beer is right now it's basically like candy in a can candy in a can is another good name I like that that's awesome that sounds fun man um, do we cover everything Richard did we cover so, everything beer cocktails local food beer Virginia is, okay. is it Virginia's yeah. is a little tidbit for you. Is it United States' smallest city? Officially? Vermont's smallest city? No, no. Oh, actually, the whole country. Vermont's smallest city is United States. Vermont's smallest city here. Okay. What do we call this? Little city, big heart. Ooh, hey, that's a good episode name too. Little city, big heart. Stop it, killing me with these names right now. Little city, big beer. Ooh. <laughs> Oh, wow! This is this is this is too good. You guys are awesome. You guys are marketers. Big beer, heart, flavor. All right, you're giving me a lot to work with. Um, so basically, if you come to Vermont, you need to come to Vigens or Vigen, as as Montreal would say. And get down here. Um, what's the address? Um, 35C <laughs> Green Street. There you go. 
Made you think, huh? Yeah. Um, it's like asking me my phone number. Like, yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's on my phone, dude. I don't know. Just text me. Um, bro, thanks so much for your Bye, time. Brother. Really appreciate it. Uh, where can we find Hired Hands online? And Bar Antidote, of course. Uh, HiredHand.com and BarAntidote.com. That's easy. HiredHandBrewing.com. <laughs> that's, that's why you're here. Yeah. And social media? And oh, the yeah. social? At Hired Hand Brewing. Do you have social media you want people to follow you on? You like, uh, no. Yeah. I know we do. Oh, no, I haven't quite you. figured out how to use it yet. No? No. I kind of didn't take you for you a social media. Yeah. yeah, you're like, just stay out there. Yeah. Make food and beer. Yeah. Do the important stuff. <laughs> <laughs> wants to learn, though. Oh, it's good. Got to catch up with the kids, right? <laughs> yeah. It's the only way to do or it. Or at least know what they're saying behind your back. Yeah. yeah that's probably <laughs> it. The best way. All right, guys. Thanks so much for watching. If you enjoyed the episode, smash the thumbs up. Hit subscribe below. Hit the notification bell so you know when the new no when the new new drops. Follow us on social media at BOS Podcast and check out the long form audio so you can hear a very attractive gentleman like Uncle Ian right here talk about beer and food and stuff. That is it, guys. Thank you for watching. See you in the next episode. Cheers. Cheers.